0: Welcome to Pop Culture Cake. This episode, we're going to be talking about Persona 5. There's going to be quite a bit to talk about, so let's just head right in. My name is Forrest, and I'm going to introduce the uh, rest of the panel. Next on the list is Steve. Hey, Steve. Hey,
1: Forrest. How's it going?
0: (laughs) Pretty good. So we're going to ask everybody to say who they romanced in this game as they introduce themselves. All right. I romanced Makoto. Nice. Okay, next up is Adam. Hey, this
2: is Adam, and I romanced uh, Hifumi, the shogi player. All right, and then we
0: have Matt.
3: Hi, I'm Matt, and I romanced Takemi Tai, the
0: doctor. Oh my god. <laughs> There's a, there a, <laughs> a ball. There it comes. I was an
3: active participant, there was full consent on
0: my back. Goodness. Okay, and I'm uh, Forrest, like I said, and I actually also romance Makoto, so that's interesting. So this game, okay, so this game is chock full of nuts, right? Like, we could talk about all kinds of things. We could talk about how it relates to other Persona games and talk about, like, where how it all fits in. We could talk about the music. We could talk about the plot. We could talk about the boss fights. But I'm thinking, first, we should probably do some kind of, like, synopsis or description of what this game is. I don't know. Steve, do you happen to have, like, a fast, fast facts introduction or... Should we? So this get is a repair? rough one, <laughs> yeah. Right,
1: because I almost—I think it's almost a like a game of generalities a little bit. Because otherwise, if I get bogged down, I'll—I'll I'll die. So, okay. So, Persona Five stars a—it's in essence, it is a series of heist movies. Only get this—the thieves are high school students that enter a sort of shadow realm, a reflection of our innermost thoughts their targets are individuals in the community that have warped pieces of this sort of shared reality into palaces, I believe they're called. And so what happens is their, their warped perception of themselves and of reality turns the palaces into all sorts of things. For example, a high school turns into a castle. And at the core of these palaces lie these individuals in their warped sort of shadow cursed forms. Our heroes... A pair, not a pair, a a cadre of thieves, phantom thieves, steal the hearts of these twisted individuals, forcing them to confront their, basically give them a hard slap to the face and tell them about reality and get them to, in the real world, confess their sins and seek, and like, and like be, be punished. And naturally, as is the case with Persona games, things get, things go off the rails. Their original you can, oh my gosh, it's like a parallel with Death Note. What starts out as like a really good altruistic thing starts causing complications. And so you, your cute, mostly mute protagonist is a a boy sent to live out in the country after he breaks up an altercation on the street and inadvertently injures a powerful politician who then uh, gets his like juvenile detention sentence jacked way up. And so he's out in the boonies where he meets a lovable cast of characters and sort of Tries to live out his year without causing any trouble because if he causes any trouble, then he goes to real Japanese prison, and I don't think you want to go there. I don't want to go there. And then eventually, you kill God. I think the end.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's accurate. That's exactly yeah, what happens. Yeah, that's happened. basically what happens. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So, y'all, have you? Uh, so, you, were you all playing Golden or like Persona Five straight up? I Persona played 5 uh, actual. Do <laughs> you mean Persona Five Royal? Yes. Uh, You're thinking Roy. Persona
1: 4 Golden.
2: I'm thinking okay. Persona 4 Golden. I just wanted to make sure I had my wires crossed. It happens. But I was playing Royal. He I played okay. the
3: original release.
2: Yep, yeah, me too. Also, Steve, he's from the Boonies. He gets sent to Tokyo. Oh. I yeah, think I must sure. have
1: gotten my wires crossed because I don't know if you know this, but the protagonist is often an individual who's sent away to a different town. what surely not
2: this is not a archetype they're employing
3: could it be that we are indeed the archetypical tenkose transfer student
2: oh (laughs) this podcast is sponsored by steve's racism (laughs) oh i was gonna say this this podcast brought
3: to you by transfer students (laughs) (laughs) that's better uh they're unpaid laborers all of them anyway
2: but yeah so this story is very difficult to encapsulate as anything other than a series of adventures like Steve mentions, the palaces and dark hearts and saving people. But I mean, ultimately underlying this is the episodic nature of deep psychological scarring that goes on with both the characters and the villains. So that's really what I would say Persona 5 is about is exploring the human psyche and in fun and interesting way.
0: Yeah. But it's also about just like putzing around and like doing regular high school shit. Like what, what this game is, a role playing social simulation game. So you go to class, you talk to people, you up your social links by basically hanging out with people and like connecting with them, right? But you also sometimes explore a dungeon. Like this is the I'm talking more about like the mechanics of the game, right? Right. Um, Yeah, you're talking about like the what are they called, Arcana. mm -hmm. What I like about that, and I'm kind of we're jumping around because there's so like there's so much you could talk about in this game, right? What I like about that is that, and this is not unique to this. This is like the whole thing with Persona, is that really like the connections you make in the real world, in the video game, the real world are helpful for you as you're like exploring whatever this game throws at you. And you know, like Persona five, it's very specifically dungeons that are like mapped to a messed up psyche of like whoever is causing you harm. Right. Sure. But I would also argue that those social interactions, the Arcana
2: explore various aspects of those characters, emotional struggles and psyches too. Yeah. So like, using i don't know the hanged man arcana with the the ex yakuza that's all about becoming a father who isn't actually the biological father and that's a real struggle for him so mm. and also dealing with his criminal past and trying to go straight like so i i don't know i think the game is all about pushing on those boundaries
3: well i would also say that the the game is like a very it's kind of a weird take on agency as well right like there's the idea that as kids you're stuck in these structures and you're stuck being exploited by the adults around you pretty much perpetually and that these specific children are given the capability to break out of that paradigm through like literal superpowers right and and for every it feels like a lot of the other characters in the game are also are just kind of like relatively hapless victims on some level like, they're kind of stuck in this place of, like, well, I don't have a persona, and therefore I can't really produce change here. And I feel like there's a degree of, like, a central conceit being that the adults don't change unless something truly like, almost critically impossible happens, right? I mean, yeah. We could go back and forth yeah. on that sort of thematic bent all we want, but, I mean...
2: Yeah, i mean it's interesting that you bring up agency because obviously like there's a sense of helplessness several times throughout the game because especially in the mid game when everything goes really really wrong then yeah there's all that and did we actually but like even underlying the, from the very beginning should we be doing this is this even what we need to be doing i mean i forget which comedian put it best about persona 5 but they said Yes, yeah, so should we really have changed the heart of Jason Baby Eater, the inventor of eating baby? <laughs> yes, you idiots! <laughs> like that. So, like, there's kind of that. Like, they try to ham-fistedly put in a moral question in the story, and I don't know. Like, the whole time I'm, I was like, eh. I.
1: But well, I, think, I Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say. I think that's almost like confession under duress. Logic, right? That like would they have confessed had they not been fundamentally altered by this like magical realism exploration of their worldview by crime fighting superpowered teenagers?
2: Okay. So what are you trying to say there that, that the, they sh- that the confession isn't real because it was made under duress? Well, no, but like, I think the change wasn't real.
1: Well, I think that's the question, right? Is that, Because, I mean, that's literally, I think, the question, like, they say explicitly is, like, are these people being mind-controlled? Because there's sort of, like, two... Yeah, yeah, I got you. Right, and there are two forces in play. There are the protagonists, the Phantom Thieves, who are trying to get people to confess. And then there's a whole other group of people that have similar abilities that use them for other reasons. (laughs) Personal gain? It's personal gain. Personal gain. They're they're
2: bad. Or vengeance, as it may be, mm-hmm. and so you know,
1: as is as is sort of archetypical in these sorts of stories, it becomes an activity of teasing those things apart, right? Like the Phantom Thieves, the protagonist party, in essence, has to clear their name by pulling one last heist, if you or will. four, <laughs>
2: or actually about four. if you if you played royal just standard persona 5 did not feature further adventures but i don't know i mean i do really enjoy the psychological aspect of the game so like that's maybe just what resonated with me but i also really enjoyed the slice of life which is like i'm gonna wander around and have a cat scream about
3: at me for going to bed too late god i hate i hate that cat Everyone hates that cat. cat. (laughs) I guess my question to you is because I played with the Japanese voiceover. Was the English voiceover for Mona significantly better, or even tolerable?
2: I doubt it, but I don't really feel like that would be part of the bit. All right, yeah, yeah, because he's obnoxious, like he is painful to listen to, and arrogant, and silly, and also a cat. And he talks like a
3: samurai the whole time.
1: You know, oh, maybe not. Then you see that doesn't happen. I'm literally
2: I'm
3: checking Ducky this out on YouTube.
2: YouTube. Yeah, I was tempted to do the same.
0: Live English read uh, dub, pipe it into the pipe into the feed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hold it
2: up, hold it up to your microphone so we can all experience it. <laughs> Where's our sound
3: design team, Frank? Uh, Frank, Frank.
2: <laughs> yeah, but, don't worry, uh, Adam will edit this in.
3: Mm-hmm. Got him. But, There's that. yeah.
2: I need I, th- I need sound to do it. I can't just for- hand <laughs> fistedly force <laughs> into <the> audio. <laughs> I don't. I can't just make it up here.
0: No, no. I can I can find I can fish it out. But yeah, yeah I I also play with the Japanese audio just because you know. I mean, I feel like a game like Persona. That's just well. That's just I mean, what you do.
2: Well, Uh-oh. my my less than weeb state disagrees. But uh, Matt, like when you say speaks like a samurai, do you mean like the super deep? japanese male voice where it's like "oh, stuff like that
3: no no he just I, if i remember correctly he either speaks just very old-timey or he straight up has the degozaru formal endings to a lot of his oh words. oh in that um, case
2: no in i would say in the english uh dub he's kind of just like an annoying little brother he just okay. kind of he's got a really high-pitched voice and he constantly is complaining at you yeah we kind of lose out on the nuances of the Japanese language and the English dub. So no, I wouldn't say he's like that.
3: At least at least in the Japanese one, I think you can tell that he's old as fuck.
2: Yeah, you can't you can't in this in the English version. It just he's just kind of a spirit from the what what was it called? What's the underworld Maggie, Mementos. And that he's just sorta there and he's really important and we're not really sure why and he's really bossy.
0: Yeah, did anybody really get by the end of it what his full story was or did they leave it ambiguous?
2: No, no, they tell us what his whole deal is. He's uh, okay. what? What's his face? Igor, the dark overlord. That whatever, Igor uh, Igor. I don't know how you want to pronounce his name. I- Igor, Igor, He's he, the actual one, not the evil god that oh, was impersonating him. Yeah, he, the real one was. He saw the the overcoming of his power. He saw the God taking over, and he scraped up what was left of humanity's hope engine and smashed it into a cat-shaped body and said, go forth and save the world. And then gave him a stupid voice. And gave him a stupid voice, because that's what hope sounds like when to other people who don't have it. Oh, no! <laughs>
3: Actually, to be fair, there is another hope who sounds like a whiny teenager, but he's in Final Fantasy 13. so...
1: Pew, pew, pew! Oh Spam. my god, I hated the hope in Vanille. Like, subchapter things? Was that not, to about, too,
3: not to get too far off on a tangent here, but... Who, what? I, I will say, We don't... So sake about of wrestling... For, for, so. the, for the sake of at least giving it, like, you know, giving this tangent it's just due, so that we can say that we did the pop culture cake thing, I will say that I didn't hate the Hope and Snow plot arc, like, at all. In, in final fact, fantasy really enjoyed it in final fantasy 13
2: oh my god okay steve steve mm-hmm. destroy
0: him use your powers mm-hmm. <laughs> okay steve i got a question for you actually Great. did you feel similarly bad to like i did about dating a literal cop <laughs> <laughs> She was a literal cop. Dark. She was Yeah.
2: She was the what, what you call it? The head of the student council or whatever. Yeah, you, you never Yeah, you she's never, a cop though. Yeah, but she's never, her sister's a cop. I disagree. She's not date. a literal cop. You never say
3: yeah, to You never do that. That's just not done.
2: It's the wisest choice, but I also in agree with you, Matt. That's tr- why I was circles. <laughs> as as, I mean, as soon as she dropped into the story, I was like, I get what you're doing here and I'm going over there.
3: <laughs> I I mean to be fair she had a significantly more developed character than a lot of like student counselor character uh true yeah types, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. But,
2: no I agree with that
1: yeah I I didn't I will admit the year was what was it like 2016 when did this come out cuz I bought it like at release right so I was oh, significantly right. less woke oh, okay <laughs> like, like, or and, and also she's not literally a cop. And I she's just... not literally a cop, but I, like, yeah. I, I get it, and I don't know if I would have made the same choice today. Mm-hmm. But you know, I have a, I, I was driving home from work today, and I remembered all of my romance choices in the previous Persona games in case it was going to come up.
2: Well, it just you sat like down. A, you made a yeah. list, okay? okay.
0: Well, sounds no, like I was fishing um, for uh, fishing for detail, like for us Steve, to ask you about the details. Steve, so just you who did you romance Nobody. in every
2: single Persona game? I'm deeply and curious. Also, uh-huh. how
0: many Persona games have you played that you have a list? So I have, five. well, I have played all five
1: Persona games, but I was talking Shin Megami Tensei, right? The overarching. Uh, ooh, so I've ooh. played in addition to the Persona Quad Quintilogy. I have played. Thank you that's much better. I have played I played Shin Megami Tensei 4 which was on the 3DS Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne from the PS2 Digital Devil Saga 2 on the PlayStation 2 but not 1 I don't think. <laughs> and then the Raido Kuzunoha Devil de- Detective thing I've played the the PC MMO the phone MMO this is one of my things. This is one of my my areas. Hmm.
2: It um, sounds like it. So this list is long. This, this is not. Well, a no, no. I
1: was just thinking in terms of the three persona games where that, where the romance is like oh, the okay. three archetypical mm-hmm. persona games along this. So three, four and five. And I got, I did two student council presidents.
2: Oh no. <laughs> and then Steve, the I think F- you
1: have the type dude. Sounds like it. Yeah. Right. Well, but their, their personalities are so different, right? Persona three way back machine. The student council president is just super duper shy like that archetype and so you she like comes out of her shell yeah <laughs> and then so and then five was makoto and then in four was chie who's a who's like an athletic girl and so i really just swung the other way to like an outspoken athletic girl and then i and then it stuck with makoto right because she does have a lot of that sort of uh, hmm. masculine energy
0: I'm feeling weird now. I'm feeling very weird because I also dated Chie in Persona 4. i three. So, not so,
2: so and, hold on. Question. And now um, that I
0: know, like, I can't put that back in the box, so I don't know who I would
1: pick.
2: Yeah. Well, 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 no, hold on. Is this where we start a conspiracy theory that Forrest and Steve are the same person? Or they just I, we have wait, the same wait, taste in anime girlfriends. <laughs>
1: no, no it's, like it the, has to be the former. I, I like the first yeah, yeah. Razor.
0: Yeah, don't overthink it.
3: I thought this was established headcanon by now. I didn't know we, we hadn't started that subplot. Oh, yet. maybe I just missed it. Maybe I wasn't
0: here <laughs> we that pulled day. Some, we pulled some Star Trek shenanigans. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. I, th-
3: I thought that was, I thought that, I thought that officially, that examination officially opened when, when Bill, the camera guy disappeared, right?
0: Oh, right. Yeah, Bill. Yeah. 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 Poor Bill. I do. i I officially do not know what you are talking about. <laughs> Don't worry about it.
2: So, yeah, Persona f- love interests. I only ever played Persona Five. So, uh, Matt, did you play any of the others?
3: I actually have not. I was um, always like, we. I was a console ahead by the time I found out that the Persona games were considered Good. sort of the God tier, <laughs> yeah. a sort of JRPGs, or at least one of the like Triple Crown or what have you for that. And so by the time I'd come around, it was like I had a PS4, so I couldn't really get Persona 4. And so I was kind of stuck. And then 5 came out, and I hopped on the gravy train as fast as I could.
2: That's my story as well. Only Hmm. the gravy train showed up even later because... My friend had to tell me about it and it had been out for like three years. So <laughs> yeah,
3: I actually used Persona Persona five was an essential part of my both master's thesis reward structure for myself and, <laughs> of course, yeah. and and procrastination mechanics. Like I think I played more Persona Five while trying to get my thesis done than I have played in the two years since then.
2: But remind me, you said you didn't finish this game.
3: I did not. So you? did you
2: finish your thesis,
3: though? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, thank God. Also related. It'd be a hell of a thing to now be in a PhD program that requires a master's degree. Oh, did,
2: oh but, I see. Okay. But that would have been yeah. hilarious if you were like, yeah, neither of them got done.
3: I don't think they would have cared very much. But yeah, it, it just would have been kind of, kind of chuckly funny to me.
2: Right. So... Steve and Forrest, you both finished the game, though, right? Yes, yes. I oh, think okay. at
0: kind of closer toward the end, I got the I got the inner sinking feeling, like the sunk cost feeling of like, what oh, are no. we what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> oh no, you know, about once your save file hits about 120 hours, you're like, is this what I do? Is this the kind of person I am? <laughs> um, not even specifically because of any game mechanic or anything in the game, but just like intrinsically the thought of playing a game for that amount of time, like a story based game for that amount of time.
2: I, I, I feel no shame. No, I view
1: it <laughs> absolutely the opposite because I'm so ready to kick a game to the curb that if I make it to 120 hours, I'm like, uh, that was a good purchase yeah, you know you know it was
2: worth it that was yeah. worth it
1: but i do mm. also get to a part where i'm like when i can sort of see the finish line i just kind of want to like get to the end
2: like it's a sprint it's a sprint yeah exactly to, um, just like oh finally i can see it yeah
1: right because that's it is that like i'm i'm gunning for that end cut scene i'm gunning for that denouement by that point point. Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: and then it's mass effect 3 and you wish you hadn't Got it.
1: Well, and then it's yeah, and then it's Mass Effect three, and it's like, "Hello, I'm a little boy hologram. Pick which ending you'd like." Beep boop. Right, yeah. that was
2: three. Uh, that, oh yeah, that was yeah. three. It was awful. No one, okay. no one. Liked... I
1: just the stunned silence of the room made me think it was no, three no, no, three no, no. Mind. We were
0: just reliving. We were just thinking. No, about it was yeah, it was,
2: it was a, a it. nom flashback. It was a trauma moment well, of us all just going like, <laughs> "Oh
3: God, that did happen." <laughs> luckily for me i didn't invest that t- much time in mass effect 3 because to me you had already
2: known you knew better
3: i had it spoiled for me and that was the last dagger in it but up oh, to that point fair. i think i played about 20 hours in or oh ten, okay ten yeah that's 20 not hours bad. in so like you just don't feel like you have any agency over anything for a huge portion of that part of the game true and like it's all linked to, Ooh, you gotta play the multiplayer to like actually be able to do shit. And it just felt bad. Like hmm. it felt really bad. My completionist, my really neurotic anxious completionist brain was in absolute knots over that game.
2: Oh no! So when I heard that the <laughs> ending
3: was bad, I was like, okay, I am justified in putting this down and never coming back to it.
2: Well, good for um, you. I mean, you don't have to, so
3: yeah. And, and like, the the thing i would say is right to steve's point i really like putting a lot of time into a game because for me the value prop is about a dollar of my money per hour i play the game Mm -hmm. if i achieve that i feel pretty good about things so like brink felt looking at brink Brink felt real bad like (laughs) brink was like two hours of gameplay to 60 dollars of my real human money you know <laughs> it's Ooh, not a good time declining like, return there <laughs> dragon age inquisition i have put almost 300 hours into and that costs oh my god that's 60 of my dollar you, right like, really
2: because i mean that's an impressive amount of time for what is considered the okay but not great
3: dragon age so my first playthrough i played and i beat the game in like 57
2: Oh, okay. I okay. then you kind of you, you kind th- of speed ran it.
3: I yeah. I then did a second playthrough where I basically sat down and said, "I'm going to do a completionist playthrough." Which for Dragon Age Inquisition, the amount of bullshit that they crammed in that game without really writing any of it into a in a way that was actually palatable meant like ninety percenting the hinterlands before uh. moving anywhere
0: else. Hmm. I did
3: that and, playthrough and, was like 167 hours and then yeah, i hit a point in the expand in like the you know quote-unquote so resolution dlc where it just like level bombed me right where like oh the enemies are too tough for your party and you can't change your party now and there's nowhere to grind because there was no grinding in this game anyway outside of doing badly written side quests so i'm yep. just fucked right like
2: <laughs> that sounds bad that sounds awful bad
3: <laughs> which sucks because like i put so much time into that game there's no reason that that should ever happen right, right. so like so that felt bad but thank um, you EA. yeah who are
2: they designing for at that point
3: like <laughs>
2: min maxers i don't know
3: yeah i don't know i just remember during that playthrough like the the character leveling and customization system was so shallow that i respect like eight times over the course of the playthrough just back and forth between daggers and bow right like just to just to to give you the illusion that the game was actually interesting at a certain point like
2: yet you threw all that time at it it's strange in
3: contrast
2: though i actually 100 percented persona 5 because i had that same like drive where i was like i'm going to Goodness. do this i'm gonna crush mm. it and i wow. did i fit, maxed out all the arcanas i got i got all the givos mm. it was a slog but i actually had fun with it i got to actually experience all the stories that i missed
0: the mm-hmm. first time around so you know i kind of get it did you have to use a guide to do that to kind of fit it all in the timeline mm-hmm. or did you just if you,
2: if you Try to do it the f- all-in-one playthrough. I did it as a new oh. game. You did a new game right. of floss, yes. Yeah. Where you get Damn, yeah. you get significant advantages in maxing out the arcana's and like learning the game mechanics ahead of time and knowing to focus on the teacher as your first priority to get all the benefits of being able to get all those time slots back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, that was definitely, definitely just knowing that in the second. I was like, oh, this is significantly easier. Yeah, but yeah, no. My first bumbling attempts—that you know <laughs> that was a disaster. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Oh, and then also the fortune teller—you can ask her to like, yeah, level yeah. up your like level up your social link, like to yeah, to the yeah. point where you have a real encounter with them. The yes, yeah,
2: so instead of skipping the like having to stand in a open market and say, "Yes, this is an open market."
0: Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're what going. I mean, we're like, at the park.
2: Yeah. This is the <laughs> park. Correct. Mm-hmm.
0: Like yeah, that's getting a little to bit,
2: fast forward through that. So yeah.
0: Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about what we thought about each antagonist because like it seems to me that they are all really strong, except and, and by strong I mean character and story wise, other than Kanashido, who just seems like they needed something, so they, they just needed something to like have yeah. Makoto have a persona. Yeah. It's really? just like the random money guy. Shido. Yeah. The
2: one that was the oh, grub Shiro. politician. Okay. No, Kaneshiro. Kaneshiro.
0: Oh,
2: oh, Kaneshiro, the, the banking the mafia guy. Guy. I, yeah, yeah, I was going to say Shido. I, I would have come at you with that one. I was no, like, no, 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 you no, no.
3: And I heard you say, like, I heard you mispronouncing Kamoshida.
2: Oh. And I was, reminded, I was another like really a good deeply one. offended...
3: Yeah, those are really interesting <laughs>
2: characters, and I was like, really. really? But yes, I agree, Konosuke. About to have monster. some controversy.
0: Well, imagine if I had said that. It would may be maybe a much more interesting conversation. That
2: would be pretty, well, pretty I cool, would man. like to hear you defend yourself against yeah. Matt's um, weeb, weeb brain exploding uh-huh. in the corner.
3: <laughs> Please help my weeb brain. I'm a, oh,
0: the, on, a on the one people. end, we have Forrest fighting for <laughs> Team America no, no, World no. No. Police. Uh. No, no, no. No, no, no.
3: Team America World
2: Police. Yes. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, no, yeah, Kanashiro, kind of the like we can almost just skip him. He's a literal fly. They he was kind of just a bridge into the more
3: interesting villains. Yeah, one hundred. I I absolutely forgot that he even existed. It's been yeah, a while since I played yeah. the game, but like i still, I remember just about everybody else that I. Yeah, I was
2: through. I the friend who introduced me to the game. I was talking to her about it, and she was like, she was, I was like, yeah. So they're like, I'm on boss five, or and she was like. Do you mean six? I was like, what do you mean? And he, she was like, you forgot about Shiro And I was like, <laughs> did I? Who's oh, Kanashiro? Damn. <laughs> that's how bad it was. Ooh, that's
3: spicy.
2: That yeah. is true. Like, it wasn't honest. Like, I genuinely forgot while I was playing he had happened. God. But, yeah. but anyway, re- so remove do you want to go, go through them in order? Or what do you want to do?
0: Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, like, the first one is, let me pronounce this slowly. Kamoshida, the volleyball coach. I don't know. I think that he might actually be the strongest antagonist in my mind in terms of having dialogue where you actually like you it really drives home the point that like this is a bad guy, obviously. He's done all this fucked up shit, and like you gotta get him. And I think you need that, even though it's kind of like not subtle at all. She's you sort of need that to, yeah. Yeah, you need to you need that to kick off the game. Because you need to be able to remove all of the characters' worries about, you know, accidentally killing somebody in the metaverse, <laughs> right? Right, because it's
2: literally the first case. And he. It, I also think that his the power disparity between Kamishita and the Phantom Thieves at that stage in the story is even more pronounced than in the the ones that follow because after that they've had success and they've gained fame. But the first one, the uncertainty is more palpable. The, di- the confusion is more realistic. Like I, I agree in terms of the villainy of Kamashida, his insidious, nice guy personality and rapist and violent nature. Yeah. Very compelling villain.
0: Yeah. And it's, it, it, he seems almost bigger because he is smaller than the other antagonists in terms of like, he's just there. He's just a teacher, right? But it, like compared to the other antagonists, he's kind of small potatoes. But kind of to Matt's point, you know, when you're a student, when you're a kid, like the teachers rule your life in some way. Like yeah. it, like all of the adults that are, surround you are sort of like ruling whatever, taking your agency away from you to some extent. And so because it's sort of a more realistic villain, and it's something you can imagine, like, basically actually happening, it seems way... Like, it hits closer to home and sort of, like, really kicks the story off.
3: Yeah, that's... I I think for me that was why I felt like this game, as spoiler alert for Matt's arc here, but, like, I felt like this game went through a string of less, less and less interesting villains as the game went on. Like, the situations got less relatable and or interesting to me as it moved forward. And... So for me, Kamoshida felt like a really, really compelling, painful plot arc that was almost like too real mm-hmm. for a form of escapism that video games are for so many people. And like, you know, moving into the other villains, it was like, okay, and now I'm just like not and and now I just don't care. Like I just you're just not as interesting to me anymore. And maybe Kanishiro was like the main person for that for me. But like, a yeah. lot of those later villains just weren't, they didn't, hit, it's not that they weren't interesting, but they didn't hit the same way.
2: Right. Well, I mean, because uh, is Futaba's dungeon really even a villain? Let's, yeah, but that would be leaping Good ahead. Question. So I agree with what you're saying, Matt. And actually, that criticism's quite popular is that you go through a series of increasingly less interesting dungeons till eventually you kill God. Like, yeah. I've heard that criticism before. So I actually have it kind of almost going
1: the other direction on Kamoshida. Like, I agree with all of the data points, but my conclusion is sort of the opposite direction. And you touched on it. I think Kamoshida is too real. Like, Ah. so exactly like it, it affected my escapism and it took away some of the like fantasy of it. Right. Because like he is almost so well defined and has done so many bad things in a relatively small area but like his the da- the literal physical damage he caused to oh God what's his name spiky spiky blonde boy your friend
2: uh, yeah. party yeah. member number Ryuji. two
1: Ryuji Ryuji thank you and his like just completely unacceptable like attraction to to on an or an. I
2: guess <laughs> yeah sure yeah
1: and, and like being the
3: a rapist yeah yeah
2: and just this just this beating you know, the young men on his team yeah like, and yeah exactly like he's it's, just despicable in so many ways
1: right and so that's what like i feel like i get it and from a design perspective like you want someone you don't feel remorse for like you want yeah. someone because that's sort of the idea right is your protagonist awakens when they are put in a situation Facing some sort of like serious evil, and that's sort of what happens is like you're you know, you're like chained up to the wall, and he's taunting you, and he's gonna either kill you or Ryuji or whatever. And you like that's how you awaken your persona, if memory serves. Yes, and that's so correct. like you need someone bad, you need a bad dude.
2: Well, yeah. actually, I think what awakens a persona in an individual is the spirit of rebellion against hopelessness. They I think believe- that's yeah. That's that It's the actual like mechanic of mm-hmm. it, is.
1: Right. And so they have to be put into a whole yeah, situation yeah, a horrible and then situation. break out of it. Because that's also the right like persona, blah blah blah, word roots, blah 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 is like mask. It is like the armor you wear to get through reality. And so in all of these games, it's it's super clear in in Persona 5, like they literally remove a mask. Like the removal of the mask frees their their you know, persona, they're like representation of Arcana to like give them superpowers here. And it's exactly that, that they're like breaking the, the rules of that universe, right? It's like the rules say you're chained up and you have to obey this teacher and he's going to like mock you with his stupid tight underwear and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And you're like, but what if I didn't? And that is sort of the transformative moment. But I think all of the other I, like i'm I'm running through them in my head so i could totally be glazing over them but they're sort of more stereotypical and they're more like bite-sized popcorn able to digest right there's like the there's there's a madarame right the the artist mm-hmm. who's like stealing his his students work and like just like that's sort of the traditional idea of like you know, tell everyone that they're really bad at art and that he's the master. And in reality, he's like a no talent hack, you know, there's like blackmailing. And then there's, there's like a brief interlude, the Futaba dungeon. And I'm just, you know, just not going to go through all of them. Right. But I feel like most of the other ones are good enough to be like, yeah, that's a bad, that's a bad thing, but they're not so, not so like twisted, enough that I was like, "Ugh, this guy makes me legitimately uncomfortable, and that's not what I'm here for. i am here for like i am i am here for like a car- I'm I'm here for like a well-written cartoon villain that I can beat up and they'll use some cool, you know, there's like tactics and I got to like figure out the battle like a big puzzle and then, you know, save the day and like get some cool twists, some detective work, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And so mm-hmm. Kamashita was none of that. Kamashita was just like, "And also, I kicked this
2: puppy." I mean, you're right. I can see what you're saying. I, but I... go ahead, ahead, Adam. Oh no, it's it's fine. I'm it just without getting too bogged down. Do we want to talk about the other villains? Because Steve kind of already took us on a minor arc there. Yeah. But
0: I just I don't know if we need to talk about all the villains. I kind of do want to call out. Like I think that this Dungeon is also one of the more interesting ones from my I agree. perspective. Yes. Because a just because they did something a little bit different than the rest. Like it's not. You know that the 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 villain is not like some random like bad person that you meet. Mm-hmm. It's like this story about, and we're just basically spoiling the whole thing. Yeah, so no, sorry was, y'all. Oh, yeah.
2: We, I think uh, we, I think that's <laughs> implied. <It's been
3: laughs> sure, please,
0: yeah. sure. sure. please
3: keep your arms and legs inside the train to Spoilersville.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the whole thing, I like. I thought that that was actually pretty impactful when they when they were describing the relationship with her mom and how her mom fits in with the whole cognitive science science thing oh leave it be they didn't even
3: need that honestly i already was like yep i'm gonna cry over this plot arc yeah Yeah, they could
2: literally have just left it at the ptsd the warping of her perception for trying to take responsibility for something that wasn't hers to take yeah they could have left it at that but i mean at the same time they had to somehow explain how our delightful protagonist's guardian got involved in all of this. Like he had to be, he had to be included.
0: And I felt like they felt like they had to explain how, even though they don't like, they don't really still explain how it all works. I feel like they had to, they felt like in this game particular compared to like persona four, they had to explain more of the mechanics of how all of this shit is happening, how you're entering the metaverse like blah, 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 where I feel like in Persona 4, and maybe it's just because it's been so long since I played it, they were like, oh, uh, yeah, sometimes you fall into a TV. What of it? Like, yeah, they no, didn't... it just, it's just how <laughs> it goes sometimes. Yeah, and I kind of like that better, actually. But anyway, that's kind of right. a side point.
2: Well, actually, in another kind of more just shallow point on the Futaba dungeon, I just really like ancient Egypt, and that was the first time you got this. I at least started recognizing the the gods that they were starting to drop into the story as the personas and i was like Mm. oh i like i just like this this makes me happy to look at it was just visually pleasing it mixed old with like the ancient technologies of egypt with futaba's techness i just like that was really neat i enjoyed it
0: yeah and i kind of liked how all of the like fucked up characters over everything were very clearly like you know opening up a file in one and coding and it's actually in another coding like i think that was actually pretty clever yeah um, it was to mix that in with the like the egyptian motif
2: okay but if we're going to talk about any of the other villains slash dungeon slash palaces we should probably talk about akumara which apparently was a breaking point hmm. for all of us
3: it was not for me
0: yeah it was not for yeah. me either
2: but well, I'll let y'all talk about that. I thought, that, that, and then I'll I thought that's what brain. made you rage quit, Matt. I thought that's what no, made you. Manage- no, oh. it was
0: a different dungeon. For I will time. do that
2: reveal after all.
0: You,
2: after y'all talk I clearly misunderstood. I'm sorry. After yeah. the break. After yeah. after y'all <laughs> talk through this, I'll do the big
3: reveal on why I stopped. Okay,
2: so I guess this was just a Forest and I thing. <laughs>
3: yeah, Maybe if you
1: wanna, we should do the we should do the, the we should do the boss rush, right? So boss
0: you guys rush. talk about
1: your you guys talk about it was it was Okumura the worst boss for each of you well yeah he
0: was the most annoying boss for me certainly i think for the 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 thing that i ended up having to do is put the game so i just kept getting frustrated and sort of dying at the okay take a step back okamura (laughs) the boss he sends out four like shitty guys and you have to you have to use the correct like any other kind of like any other Battle in this game, you have to figure out what attacks are effective against them, right? But I think the difference in this one is that there's sort of a round and time limit where you have to kill all of them in a certain amount of time to get through that wave. Otherwise, he keeps sending the same people to you. And there's an ultimate time limit where if you don't kill all of the rounds of people that he sends to you in the total amount of time, you all die. Like he gets away. And the thing that frustrated me is that it was, I thought that there was no, nothing I could do to make those little shitheads die in the time limit. Right. And it wasn't a matter of, I really didn't think it was a matter of understanding the mechanics of the game. It was more like, I physically can't make it all happen in the time limit. I can't, RNG this is not on my side like it's just not happening for me. And what I ended up finding out is if you put the game from normal to hard mode, then your when you pass the attack to the next person, it does they do more damage, almost exponentially more damage than if you're playing in normal mode. And that's the cheesy thing I did to get past this boss. And I don't know if what? You know, if I didn't do that, I don't think I I think to this day, I would still be stuck at this boss.
3: That's interesting. Abe. that they put that mechanic in there, because that's fucking bizarro. But also, like, I'm pretty sure I tried that boss fight maybe once or twice, maybe. And then I said, eh, I don't feel like playing their game. And I just, like, looked up a guide and everything. <laughs> Because I don't remember that fight being particularly frustrating for me.
0: You're like Forrest. Why don't you try being good at video games? No, uh, <laughs> yeah,
3: no. Mine is Forrest. Why don't you try going to game FAQs like that? That was my solution. You know, it wasn't like yeah. it wasn't like I had like, oh yes. And if I land the right crits, like maximize my like I don't like. I don't think I've ever gotten a crit off of the lucky punch moves, like ever.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> like I thought they were the dumbest shit because I could never make them work. You know,
0: but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah. so Adam, do you want to tell us about your experience with this? Yeah, I'm gonna come
2: out in the defense of forest here. Exactly the same, but kind of in an opposite direction. So yeah, I was running into the same problem. I'd get to the last wave, which you had to take them down with psychic damage, and I physically could not put out enough damage to kill them all in and the round limit was two. Two rounds. That's all you had for each wave. It was absurd. And apparently I just didn't grind enough to do it. And I was infuriated by this. I was just genuinely like, this is what, like I had tried three times in a row, which for those of you playing long at home is an hour and a half of the same fucking fight over and over again with the same frustrations. It got to the point on the last one where I was just like, I'm going to destroy everything. If I keep doing this, I just Mm -hmm. put it on self play and, it still ran out of time because my Joker character was so highly leveled that it didn't matter. So it wasn't me. <laughs> anyway, oh. So what, what I did was it was I didn't go to hard mode because that seemed insane to me. I went to easy mode and was then able to just barely sneak through because Futaba's character, who is a support character, did like an attack boost on me for that last round against the psychic ones. And then I was able to win. But literally, I remember on that third round, I called my friend who gave me the game to play and was like, that's it. I just can't I can't can't do it again. I can't I can't face this again. (laughs) I think this might be the end for me. And she just said, "Well, why don't what just just reduce the difficulty? You really want to see the end?" Don't you? I was like, "Yes, <laughs> I do." <laughs> Talk off that ledge. So yeah, really, that's what happened for me. I was like, it, "It I didn't think of going to a game FAQ because apparently those guys have like seven thousand personas with three million HP boosting damage nonsense. I just didn't. Right. I was never going to be at that
0: level to use those effectively. Yeah, they're like, why don't you have Satan at this point?
2: Exactly. And I was like, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I
3: think what may have made that easier for me was I may very well have been a little bit over leveled. Like I wasn't like a grind freak in this game the way I have been. in like, like in Pokemon, I like order my Pokemon, I get them all to the same level, order them by max HP and then level them up in fives. Until I'm 10 level, uh, until I'm like 10 levels over the wilds in a given area before I go and do anything. So it wasn't like on that level of neuroticism in this. I guess it was just like over level. I don't know. I mean, it's
2: possible, but like I just don't really like grinding, which is part of my problem with JRPGs. But like I didn't have a problem up until the very last wave. (laughs) And it was because Haru, the character they had just introduced to this dungeon, was the only other psychic person. And her Mm -hmm. damage output was shit. And I couldn't have done anything
0: really to do that other than grind. And I didn't think I had to. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's not a reason to grind in the rest of the game, really. Exactly. I I think that. that. Yeah. Other than that boss, I think the hardest um, dungeon is probably the first one. Not because of a boss fight or anything, but just because they start you out and you have it like totally accidentally overleveled. The game, because if you play like normal and you just like, you know, jump, don't avoid fights, you end up generally speaking having personas who are the right level for what you're trying to do. So, in order, so for them to throw this curveball at you, it's really bizarre, I thought. You yeah. Know, it doesn't I, seem I, like this is supposed to be a difficult game in that regard, except for I, when it randomly is.
2: <laughs> I also got extremely frustrated that they decided to put the like, here are the weaknesses boss tutorial at the end of the the latter half of the game like if it had been like the artist boss or the bank boss I would have been a little bit more understanding but they were like here's boss fight five of seven enjoy this tutorial on how weaknesses work mm. it felt mm. I was just genuinely furious at that point you have to remember I was just like I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't. Mm -hmm. so that's part of it too but that's how i felt i was like this is this is almost condescending why did they put this in this part of the game like this should have been a mini boss in kamoshita's dungeon that would Mm -hmm. have been great but they didn't have all the elements at that point haru is the first psychic character unless you make joker that person so i get it i know why they did it i just disagreed with it
0: yeah, no, this is a frustrating. And, and you know, like anybody who's listening and thinking about playing this game, I would say even though we're extremely frustrating and yelling about it now, just know that this is coming and know that you have to have a strategy to work around it because you're not going to you're not going to just like fight your way through it the first time. Exactly. Um, like
2: I said, my second playthrough I waltzed through this because I knew what was coming. It right. was a bit more about it being prepared than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I was lucky going into
1: the fight. That i just had the right personas on joker to do Mm. because i remember specifically having recently grabbed fused or leveled someone so that they learned i don't even remember like ma Psy or the second level size spell or whatever right yeah the the medium power size spell (laughs) yes yes Mm -hmm. to do to do the thing and that was it was that it for me it was easy because I just I had strong enough elemental attacks of all of the elements for the five types of robots or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I think it's that. Yeah,
1: but and I'm also be, like,
0: yeah, I, not to be a dick, but it sounds like you've you know maybe spent approximately ten percent of your entire life playing, <laughs> playing Shinobi Tensei <laughs> <of Yeah>. games. <laughs> it's also it's also a fair point. He
2: just well, has an unfair expectation. Well, expect- that's exactly uh-huh. it.
1: Is that's what I I was about to I was about to call myself on that and be like, but. I view Joker as like a sub team and like Joker, you know, the main character is like persona deck. Mm-hmm. I tune that shit. Cause I know if mm-hmm. I don't, I get stuck. Right. If I'm just like, I don't know. I have a Jack Frost and a pixie. We'll see what we get. That, <laughs> that shit. Isn't going to fly. So not mm-hmm. quite. Well, actually I'm not even going to say that because we're here to build each other up, not tear each other down. I like Matt will very quickly be, like, diagramming out my elemental coverage and my, like, resistances and reflections and, like, be ideating upon, you know. Like, if I fuse, if I, heaven forbid, fuse two Persona in my active, like, roster, that end result has to either cover both of those niches or I need to be able to bring, I need to take someone off the bench who can fill those niches because I never want to be without, I never want to be without a fire spell because you never know. Yeah. Right. And yeah. they're like, and this game has done a lot in terms of like quality of life and and like cool stuff to make it less of a gut punch than earlier Shin Megami Tensei games, which were like, oh, the the final boss crit you and your whole party dies because the math is a little screwy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So.
0: Yeah. I I don't know I, this. <sighs> I think that other than this boss, in terms of like the mechanics, in terms of like the actual battles, nothing else seemed to be particularly difficult, or really even put better like particularly uh, well, yeah, annoying. Say, annoying I, is maybe I, I, yeah. Yeah, really
2: I agree. I was going to say I had some trouble with the final boss, and yeah, no, the final boss the Futaba, is a little the, bit the, hard, but like appropriately boss. so. Yeah, and that yeah it made sense. But even Futaba's boss in the her dungeon, I was like wow, this is, oh, this is, I barely survived this, but it didn't feel impossible.
1: I have a, uh, my Futaba's boss story is I had, I had randomly got, I, I had a random persona on my team that reflected physical damage.
3: Oh hell yes! And
1: so that. I and that and so she does the thing where she like flies in the air in like and then a and through. smashes down. And I was like, I wonder, like, th- there's no way the game is going to let me do this. So I just put the <laughs> physical reflect persona on Joker and I had guarded with everyone else, and she crashed down liquefied everyone else mm-hmm. but joker it did the like noise and it did like uh, four thousand damage back
2: to the mob. oh my god oh, <laughs> incredible oh that's so funny because like meanwhile adam in his corner being like i've never played one of these yeah. games before i'm gonna shoot it with my yeah exactly you're like i should probably guard because she's probably
1: gonna come down and fall Sad. i actually i sort of what we were talking about my hardest times were with like Kamoshida was was a nail biter for me and then madarame was my frustrating boss
2: oh yeah because his various resistances and drains Mm -hmm. yep yeah it was it was tough because i remember struggling with that until i figured out the the sequence
1: Mm -hmm. and that was it was similar to what adam mentioned like a boss fight takes between 15 and 45 minutes
3: yeah yeah, and because, you can be running a train on the boss during those like like half an hour. Yeah. And,
1: and just then it still
3: takes that long.
1: And then something yeah, you like the momentum shifts. And I kind of dig that aspect of persona boss fights. And I found that other JRPGs don't capture it the same way. That like you are either getting the train run on you or you are the train. But in here, like there's a crit or there's like an elemental reaction, or there's like a oh shit. Joker can't heal if he's, if he has the persona that's good against, you know, this boss's attacks, but if I switch to the healer, Joker might bite it or just, you know, like take a crap load of damage and then everyone has to like catch up to heal and we lose our attack round and, you know, our buffs fade and, you know, it all falls apart, but like in a kind of satisfying way.
2: Yeah, I actually really like the support system in Persona 5 and I don't know if it's similar in the other Persona games, but... I learned a lot from playing this game. I was just like, oh, now I, because again, I played two whole playthroughs of this game. The second playthrough, I was way better, not just because it was a new game plus, but, but I finally had understood what it was to, you know, do all the things Steve has mentioned with elemental resistances, coverage, making sure you had the things that you needed to going It, But that's why I was like, I, I, I don't know. I, my first playthrough, I was just some, some kid off the streets from a big bumblefuck <laughs> nowhere being sent to Tokyo being like, okay, figure it out. That is Transfer really students.
1: Right. That like, so, you know, sometimes you can see a persona or a shadow and be like, oh, I bet that's going to use fire. Cause it, it, it is, it is itself on fire. But like, I can look at them and I'll be like, ah, yes. Dekarabia is traditionally either draining, reflecting, or nullifying physical damage. So I should oh God,
3: I <laughs> am man. This,
2: man, I you know what you know what this is? I am the transfer student from the West who has no idea what you just said.
3: Oh yeah. There's there's some real good good stuff in there. But the, the boss fight, y'all are gonna laugh at this, but the boss fight that made me quit Persona Five is a boss fight I didn't even play because, oh, because I was Let's working my way through Shido's dungeon. And I checked a guide because like the whole like get everybody's letters of recommendation shit was so fucking tedious. Like classic oh, Japanese yeah. fetch quest tedious. Borderline Western fetch quest tedious. Oof, and creature. and I was like, Wow, I'm just gonna look this shit up. And I looked it up and I accidentally saw the next catchy
0: Ooh. where you face
3: like three waves, nobody has any weaknesses everyone's like immune to crits. The only way you're going to win this is if your ball of stats is bigger than his ball of stats. And at that point, I was thoroughly bored of like all of the combat mechanics. They were no longer interesting to me because I had mm-hmm. an answer to every element. So I was just like, this is already boring. And so their their way of upping the ante was to say that everything that you've learned about cracking this like combat system and figuring out how to play it is
2: is not a useless
3: yeah so i quit i quit like it just wasn't worth my time to go through a ball of stats fight right like i played through season three of league of legends where it was tank meta and it was just your ball of stats versus their ball of stats and i'm just not interested in playing ball of stats right so like i saw that and i was like this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. I quit. Like, like, like <laughs> I mean, right no, there. I, I don't know whether that fight is hard or not, but it looked like ball of stats and I was over it.
0: <laughs> it it yeah. is
2: not especially hard. I'm gonna tell you that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I, I think if you I mean at that point your ball of stats are gonna be higher. Like yeah, almost like certainly. You're, but, you're, I, you're but I but I, 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 you know, I respect your I respect like where you're coming from because you know, I I, I, I didn't understand that. That's what that battle was going to be like, and I don't remember it being difficult. But if I gotten that information beforehand, I don't know what I would have done. My right. question like, for you—that's yeah, no,
2: that's really fair.
0: Yeah, my question for you is: so, okay, so you get to this point, like I'm sure as you realize, like you're you're like you're at endgame. Do you go on YouTube and like watch the rest of the game just like to see what see what happens, or nope, are you like never you're
3: did? Out? I legitimately have no idea what happened in the rest of the game.
0: Okay, no. yeah that's kind of unfortunate yeah well yes and no i mean i think that the game so this game definitely has major plot points that happen to the main character and to all of his confidants like together right Mm -hmm. but i think the most interesting thing is all of the individual stories and then also the stories of antagonists themselves i don't know if the overarching story is actually that interesting in itself and it's really just a setup to tell these little like uh, detailed stories. So I I don't know how sad it is that you haven't seen like what happens kind of like at the end of the game. I I was
1: like pretty legitimately tore up at the cuz you, you stopped right or you read about the fight that ends the Akechi
2: arc. Mm. Oh Oh Steven, I do believe we are about to have a, a significant disagreement. Proceed. Wow. <laughs> hey. oh, okay. Just a heads up. Just a heads up. Tread
0: lightly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, God, no, guys. This, we're this, so this vulnerable a, sharing our this, hat No, face.
2: no, this is a this is a typical Steve and Adam debate where we take we both experience the same thing and take huge different stances on it. But we love each other.
1: Yeah. So okay. So the the Akechi arc gets So like after that boss fight with Akechi and the two Berserk or the series of Berserk shadows and stuff, and he's Robin Hood and it's again, I think that was a fun, kind of razzle dazzle, challenging boss fight for me. For me and my, you know, team of ringers. And the and then it you just sort of get to Akechi, you like get to the core of that character and sort of to Matt's point. That, I think, was the coolest part, because there's there have been, like, boy detective characters before, or girl detective characters before, but I think Goro Akechi was better, <laughs> because there was, like, it, it, I, to anticipate Adam's point, I feel like he might talk about the sort of weird convoluted nonsense involved in it, but I dug its emotional grounding, I guess. So, Adam, l- let's get to it. Tell me okay. tell me your feelings, because I've, okay, so, I've been softballing.
2: Well, well, yeah, you have been. Let's talk about Matt. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. After the Akechi boss fight, he kills himself in order to buy the team time to escape, okay? Like, that's his ultimate fate, and Royal makes it more complicated. But if you only play the vanilla version of the game, he, I don't know, is supposedly somehow a good guy in this one moment and they all like love him afterwards or at least respect him depending on the playthrough and my reaction upon meeting Goro Akechi for the first time when we were playing pool and I had a you know I I was forced to interact with him Mm -hmm. was I want absolutely nothing to do with this individual because Mm. he's a dishonest snake then then I have to. I am them ham fisted into his storyline again. Later, when he you know shows up at the festival and makes us promise to take him along on our next adventure that it will be our last, and uh, then he goes through this villainous arc of a, where he's a treacherous snake, and I'm just like, yeah, I know. And then, <laughs> and then,
0: come.
2: yeah, and then he has this uh, supposedly cathartic moment where he saves us by sacrificing himself. And I was like, he doesn't get a pass. He killed how many people? That was yeah. a mass murderer. I did not respect it. I did not respect him. I still hate Akechi. I think Akechi's is the worst character in the game. Mm. I, I don't like his arc. I don't like him. I never did. And... That's, uh, I guess, uh, one of the things that Steve and I fight about. Steve, did you did you, did you cry over Akechi's death? Did it actually hit you? Because to me, I was just like, good. I'm, I don't want to see him again.
1: Yeah. No, so, it's
2: fine. Go well, ahead. So, I, that's so, just, I just mean, my so point.
1: Right, let's, get, let's talk a little bit about what's going on here. So Goro Akechi is the, I think, illegitimate son of Shido, the main antagonist.
2: Yes, yes, that's absolutely correct.
1: And he is... And so Shido, like, for most of his life has been manipulating Akechi to basically, like, do all of the bad stuff so that Shido remains, you know, one step removed from it and thus, like, clean for his political career, right? And so, you know, Akechi is, like, desperate. He is desperate to be special or important to someone. And so he, like, he can never, you know, it's like his dad doesn't give a shit about him and is like not subtle about it. Yeah. And so he like tries his best to please his father and that doesn't work. And he's like, well, maybe I can at least be special to my like rivals, the phantom thieves, right? Like I'm important. I matter. I am not a tool. I am a sentient. Like it, again, it's like an agency thing. It's like, I, I can make my own choices. And then at the very yeah. end, right. With some nice scenery chewing, like real a is there. Shido's version of Akechi, Shido's like view of Akechi arrives and is like, sup nerds, after you've like, so like I gotta break it down a little bit, mostly just for my No, I see what you're trying to do but so like real Akechi is there and he has the ability to turn shadows berserk right, and so you fight some berserk shadows and then he like uses it on himself to be like, I need to win this fight End of story, full stop. And you beat him. And you're like, whoa, Akechi, you're real heckin' strong. We only beat you by the power of teamwork. And he's like, wow, you guys must really freaking hate me now. And you, the team is like, N- not really. Like, we, you, you could still be part of the Phantom Thieves. Like, we're, we kinda get it, right? Like, we've all been through some fucked up shit. And he's like, damn. And then Cognitive Akechi walks in and is like, sup, nerds? Having a moment? Fuck you. And, and then, then you fight that. Yeah. Yeah. And then and they then, square off. And they right. Murder. And then it, uh, you're left with like real Akechi and Shadow Akechi fight. And they, and like real Akechi like seals the door, right? Like seals the bulkhead behind him and then like fights his father's warped perception of him. Yes. And then like, and then so, you know, like the 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 door closes as he's like, hey, guys fuck my dad right up fuck that asshole right in his stupid fucking tiny glasses
2: okay okay yes and then the door closes you, you hear finish. two
1: gunshots and futaba's like oh i don't detect any life signs on the other side of that door
2: and this is vanilla like more shit probably happens in royal oh, it, does, it does but that's really neither here nor there either way a catchy dies spoiler again in Royal, he shows up again, but it's actually Joker's shadow. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, anyway, yeah. What, what what is important here and what I want to push back against is you're, you're arguing this point that Akechi is seeking some form of, of agency and trying to gain acceptance. Sure, great. You know what he did with it? He took that and became a mass murderer, and his goal was to kill his own father. That was his goal. That is why he sided with... The like the whole point was to get close to Shido so that one day he could kill him. He Mm -hmm. didn't. He didn't internalize this as a positive acceptance father role model thing. No, he was like, I know he's manipulating me. I'm going to let him do it so that I can shoot him in the head one day. Mm -hmm. And then Phantom Thieves. I don't really care if they accepted him or not. The, The the dude killed how many people? His one moment of catharsis is not enough to undo the level of psychotic evil that he was like, it's, it just, I don't, I just don't agree. Sure. I think the protect, like
1: the party does a pretty good job of grappling with that. If I recall correctly, like I want to say probably Ryuji is like, no, fuck that guy. Exactly. Your point is like, he killed a bunch of people. Okay. Your dad was like manipulating you and turned you into this like supernatural murder machine. Mm -hmm. But like you pulled the trigger each and every time. And then again, I'm guessing maybe Yusuke or or Makoto or someone is like, yeah, but can that re like, you know, it's like the hard, soft determinism thing of like, well, but how much was he really in control? Like if, if you were raised to be like a fighting dog, to what extent can you be blamed for biting? Right? Like all of his problems are solved through like being real heckin' smart, being real heckin' violent and like supernatural death man. And so when he's like, I need to deal with my fi- my feelings toward my father, might as well shoot him in the head, right? Like, it's not, you know, I might as well, like, get real close to
2: him, head into his fucking psyche, and shoot his self-perception. P- and this is what brings us back to why Persona 5 is so interesting, which is the underlying psychological slash morality arguments, mm-hmm. where... This is the fundamental differential between all of what we're trying to decide about what is good and evil, what is choice. I love this shit. And just having the question being brought up and having different characters represent it proves that at least the underlying writing is solid. So there you go.
3: Yeah, and I think, think, Steve, you bring up a really good set of points there because... At the end of the day, actually, here's what I will say. I will not make a point. I will ask a question and make y'all make points. Do you think, and I'm building off of a point that I'm definitely mush faking into this, so it may not work perfectly, but in his discussion of why the most recent Mulan movie is not a an empowering movie, Accented Cinema, a YouTuber and video essayist, says That because Mulan in the live-action remake is born a natural fighter, then it, it is not empowering because it essentially tells you that if you are a woman trapped in a patriarchal system, the only way you're going to be able to break the norms of that system is if you're basically born overpowered, right? You have to be born a superhero, essentially to break from those conventions. In our case, I see a vague parallel a little bit, and I don't want to overplay this, but like, I see these phantom thieves, these kids, are able to subvert the system that adults have imposed on them and subvert their the robbery of their agency from themselves by the systems around them because they have these superpowers. Does Akechi's arc effectively do the work of saying that just because you have superpowers doesn't guarantee you can break out of the system and if so does that make the superpower less important?
0: Hmm. I think that it mm, I think it shows that if you have the superpower you it's not it's not like a foregone conclusion, right? But it's still bullshit that you need the superpower to get anything done in the first place. And I don't think it does anything to refute that point. Uh, yeah. I have sort of two answers.
1: The first is like in the the mechanics of the game universe and then the other is in the sort of philosophy espoused by the game universe. And sort of like mechanically in the game universe, the presence uh, or the ability to like manifest one's persona is necessary to see this shadow world to like affect change in that way and so whether or and so the interesting part is just that shido is shido himself is like a puppet of the god of control or something who is like who has like allowed this horrible individual to rise to power because of its warped view of the will of the masses and blah blah blah, you kill god right (laughs) through through shido the god of control like grants comparable powers to individuals that are like traditionally they just use them for selfish gain and sort of goro akechi straddles those two worlds in an interesting sort of philosophical way right that like he is still a child but he counts if you will in the like cast list of the world he's on the adult side like he's kind of an antagonist he's kind of defending the status quo he's kind of a smarmy dick for much of the time there like all the other people, right? Like he will chew scenery. And he, like Adam said, has this like stomach churning, like I betrayed you the whole time. And it's like, I, anytime there's a moment like that, I think of the, the undercover boss on Starkiller base where it's like, <laughs> right. oh, okay. I knew it was Kylo Ren. When he, when he forced through me into the, into the soda machine, <laughs> I knew it was Kylo Ren. When he said, hi, I'm Matt. I'm a radar technician.
2: <laughs> exactly it's so good
1: right it, it, it's yeah it's like that like adam's point i was like oh you did it you whatever it is you did the bad thing
2: well i mean let's also like just to push back on this complication it might just be a nature versus nurture argument that you're trying to make is it simply having superpowers or is it a how those powers are nurtured i come down to the fundamental question and where i always this is my own personal vendetta is anytime somebody says I don't have a choice. The answer is you always do. Even if it's horrifying and terrible, you have a choice. Even if your nature says otherwise, even if your nurture says otherwise, you always have a choice. You could not pull the trigger. You can not you know, decide to rebel against the patriarchy, or you can decide to rebel against the patriarchy or pull the trigger. It doesn't really matter. What it comes down to is agency, which is my personal favorite topic, which is why I was really excited when Matt brought it up. The point is, is Goro Akechi has a shit ton of agency, despite his innate nurture environment. He had a lot of chances, based on his nature, intelligence, ability, qualifications, to be other than he was. And he chose, time and again, to ignore it. Yeah, childhood, it's complicated. Where, When and where does, how, how does choice become a thing? I love talking about it. And so Goro Ketchi to me, is kind of like a deep dive into when it goes wrong. And so so the mulan story i don't know i don't really know the connection but it's it's fascinating i didn't see the new mulan and i liked the old one so i'm kind of like should i watch the new
3: one watch watch cinema's video essay okay
2: that's all right that sounds good
1: yeah i think sort of talking about that through the lens of mulan for a second i totally i mean i agree with that thesis right that that it subverts the original sort of egalitarian message of like warriors are defined by courage, not by brawn or speed or whatever. And so like those, you know, you can train your body, but it is harder to train your soul. I don't think I can jump on Adam's Adam's bandwagon entirely because as some of you, as some of the more astute listeners might've picked up, I myself, <laughs> I'm a parent. What? Yeah, Since when? I-
3: Damn, Steve.
1: it's it's all it's going on it's going on two years now oh gross i know why didn't you tell me <laughs> but, i love you and ruth is great <laughs> but i i feel like it's way I, I feel like this whole series of games is like an awesome fully, coolly magical realism story about puberty in a sense okay. right and so Because I think the characters are at these transition points in their lives where they are moving, where they are developing agency, right? Because like Adam was saying his piece and I was like, well, but, you know, Akechi from like birth has been in this environment where his father, where his like biological father is like, I got a promising political career. I can't have like a, like a a bastard child. That's not, that's not going to work. So we're going to keep this on the DL and maybe you'll start performing supernatural assassinations because I'm going to teach you how to use your powers that I know you have because a God. Talks to me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And I was like, Oh, that doesn't feel right. But I think, I think that's the point is that the characters, when they awaken with the exception of a who I'll get to in a hot second, when the characters awaken is when they really have that moment of agency where like they're in a hopeless situation and there's like no adult you know there's no one's going to protect you no one's going to save you it is you do you go along with what's about to happen or do you rebel and i think akechi had the supernatural powers before that but he gets that moment when he literally fights his own shadow which is like a theme in certainly persona four i don't think it's in three but my memory gets hazy right but in four You get your new characters when you fight their shadow form. And it's sort of that idea that like he is confront like his moment of being like, whoa, 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 hold on. I'm going to do something different than what my father thinks I ought to do or thinks I will do. And he like that is his moment of no, I don't you know, I don't have to do exactly what my father what my you know, I don't I don't I don't have to do this. And hmm. that is that moment of agency where it awakens, right? Because
2: so, like, so, so, you're making the argument then, if I'm understanding you correctly, that moment, that moment of him first standing up and saying, "No, I don't have to do this anymore," is the first time he's a fully actualized person. Yeah, like where he, like he has that's that is his the that's the moment when he's an adult.
1: That is, yeah, that because I mean, you gotcha. look at the almost the linguistics of it that we call bad denizens of the metaverse shadows right they are like incomplete they are a reflection of something or they are like a an artifact of something faced with some energy source right and so that's i think that's part of it is that like to leave the to stop being a shadow and to step into the light like i think all the way back to when they announced persona 5 (laughs) <laughs> in the Wayback Machine, it, it, the first promotional it, it, material. But before, before Trump,
2: before the Empire. Yeah, right, before <laughs> the
1: Dark Times. The first promotional, like the website, the teaser website went up, and I think it was like five steel folding chairs, and one of them had a like a ball and chain around one of the legs. That was it. Mm. It was like, hey, Persona 5? And it was just like some, you know, like school School assembly chairs, and one of them had a had like a ball and chain on it, and everyone was like, "Oh, cool, okay." Well, I'm sure you'll tell us more about that later. But I think that's a big part of it is that it is about control, which, by the way, is a great game. We should talk about that. Oh my god,
0: Golly,
2: the
3: lost
0: episode, man! Isn't that actually the god you fight at the end? Isn't it called the God of Control?
2: Yeah, no, it totally, absolutely is. Yes, and it's very annoying, and it makes you. Like if you click the wrong options at the end of the game to if you don't if you don't follow your own spirit of rebellion as a player you mm-hmm. will in fact fall under the god of controls control I, and that's what brings us full circle
1: <laughs> right I love those moments I think Persona 4's moment was the most iconic for me but there is in in this series there is that moment of like you need to make a choice like like. You, the protagonist, but really you, the player, need to, like, make a choice that is not necessarily
2: clear. And that's why they leave the protagonist as such a non-actor in the interesting argument of agency. Like, despite the fact that the main character is, like, a person separate from you, the player, you're the actual protagonist you have to make the ultimate decisions that define everything so yeah. it's it's anyway the point is is that video games are actually very philosophical take that <laughs> to heart meet space yeah take that roger ebert yeah we it's not just about shooting people and talking about you know i don't even know insert Political agenda. The point is is that like these things actually are really significantly driven by underlying psychology, philosophy, and things that might actually affect you in your everyday life, despite the fact that they end in Greek or Latin syllables.
3: And then there's Kojima.
2: <laughs> oh no hey well also yeah well I, it's i am somewhat hesitant to compare myself now to ryuji because like ryuji i would just always like kind of brushed him off but then steve said you're having a ryuji reaction so i'm like
0: ah.
1: i think it's so interesting that the characters all begin as archetypes right like from from 10 miles away i can be like oh you're gonna be the strength arcana oh you're the justice Mm -hmm, arcana mm -hmm. oh right like it's you know there there goes the hangman right and like it but they all they deepen right usually through the lens of trauma but they sort of like you're uh, this popped into my head near the beginning of the episode but like you are helping these people through some sort of trauma or some sort of period of discovery in their lives. Yeah. Love it. And it's, it's awesome. Right. Cause it is such a Testament to just writing. It's like freedom within form that like, okay, yes, this is going to be a shy student who's the president of the student council or whatever, but we're going to like build it into something. And it, you know, and this is really the, this is like a, a new leap in terms of the storytelling. Cause there's so much, there's so much more than on the PS2 era, and so yeah, just thinking about those transformations, thinking about the former Yakuza, thinking about you know, thinking about for me, thinking about Akechi, thinking about Futaba, like their journeys are super interesting. And the question on my mind is, what was it like to seduce the doctor?
2: <gasps> yeah, we uh, never found out.
3: The doctor, doc, yeah, doc. She's all Takemi is a
1: she's a she's she's a a hot flame but she burns out quick
3: such a she's such a like to me she was just a cute character i don't Uh, really really know how else to put it right like the sort of standoffish like really gives a shit about people hey can you let me
1: experiment on here
3: you know but right, like it's this the the experiment on me thing is very weird. I will put that out there, and uh, like I have to admit that my I'm looking back on this two two ish years with rose colored glasses. Mm-hmm. But the actual romance arc I remember was pretty cute.
2: Like you um, kiss um, on top
3: of a Ferris wheel at one point. Oh, like it was it was a good ooh,
2: time. That sounds nice. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And yes, she did put chemicals into my body that maybe shouldn't be put into a teenager's body, but she didn't roofie me. So, like, it, <laughs> I, you know, it's like, I don't know. I, I think that, that the, the possibility of that relationship raises some questions I'm not sure I want to know the answer to. But, like, I don't know. I It, it was... Maybe she was just like the gothiest person in the game, and that's oh, like. Oh no, she, she
2: absolutely was. Really was. No, cool. yeah. No,
3: cool. You know, like, but uh, I loved her spiderweb. Ep- yeah, that no, was great. Yeah, it was a good time. I don't know. It, it was. It was a good, solid romance arc.
2: You know what's interesting? Hifumi, the shogi player, was mm. also romanced atop the Ferris wheel.
3: Oh really?
2: Do we? Yes, do we really?
3: Do we? Do we, do we all? Do we romance everybody on top of the Ferris wheel? Is that, I mean, is there spot? anywhere
2: else? Wait, is this not <laughs> what normal people do? Yeah, someone. yeah, that's just like that's where you do it. They're trapped, there's no way out. If they say no, they
3: jump <laughs> off a Ferris wheel. It's great. I, I, I made my now I'm girlfriend. Right, I made my now girlfriend Russian potato salad in her house, so like I don't know. I think my my perspective is deeply twisted. (laughs) Uh, No, it's very different.
0: No, ferris wheels are not normal for everyone out
2: there. That's not a normal thing.
1: Did you go to the Ferris wheel after you had the potato salad? Like, was it like an appetizer to your day at the fair? I'm confused. No,
3: we 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 did. We ate. Potato salad and just like hung out and shot the shit. It was a good time and drank That's prosecco.
2: So prosecco, you Italian slut. Or was
3: it or was it brut? I don't know. I don't know. I, oh,
2: careful now.
3: It was bubbles. It was bubbles wow. that were not up, out and out champagne.
2: Yeah, they were not from like, France.
1: Yeah. Oh, they was just one from the, the champagne region of France.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, I get it. I get it. It was just sparkling romance, whatever. We love you. But,
1: <laughs> but so when did you go on the Ferris wheel? Wait, what? in the I game
2: just... or in real life? Hold on. No, I'm, tra- I'm very I'm, confused. I am trying there are so
1: to many to Ferris, Ferris wheels. I'm trying to figure out, because Matt brought it into the real world. And so mm, I, I'm, I know you can't be in love. With someone, if you haven't, if you like the moment of love happens at the top of the ferris wheel, oh Every- shit yeah, so
3: how am, I gonna, how am I gonna break this to her? This is terrible.
0: We you got a <gasps> potato salad in your left hand. We
3: haven't, yeah. we haven't gone on the Ferris wheel yet. It's
0: you have are you not, are you not in love?
3: Oh god, this podcast got dark. <laughs> well, I mean, we
2: literally had an entire argument about the nature of choice. Don't just matter.
3: Now we're in some sort of global pandemic, and so Ferris wheels are a really bad idea, Guys, um, Sorry, happen.
2: what's a what's a pandemic? I've only been breathing on my neighbors from Less than three inches apart.
3: Old man Pandemo, as I like
2: oh, to yes. I was
1: gonna make the joke about flu <laughs> season making all the monsters and Mementos weaker. Oh my god, they oh, did happen.
3: I forgot oh, about that. Shit, and oh did I god. just mention how pointless that mechanic seemed until my friend Rami told me he dropped Persona 5 because he went in and did the like You use the confused move on death glitch or Uh something like that and like over leveled himself to like level 73 on the fourth dungeon.
0: (laughs) Wait, what is this? You can you can
3: essentially you could it's not a glitch. It's like an exploit where there's some way that like when death chases you around memento during flu season, you can
2: turn it back upon himself.
3: Yeah, and in doing so, he just gives you fuck tons of golden XP, and you're leveling up hmm. like four times a pop.
0: Dang, I did not know about that.
3: Yeah, it's, it's apparently that's it's how, It's a like,
2: rare exploit. Like, no one really needs to do it unless they just want to for the fun.
3: Yeah, I had heard that everybody who decided they were going to grind the shit out of this game, that's what they did. But, like, oh, if you yep, weren't like, oh, I'm yep. going to grind the shit out of it, then it's like, eh, you know.
2: Oh, Men- Mementos was so tedious. The same soundtrack every level, every minute.
3: Uh, yeah, oh. and if it if it were the the rain theme or Futaba's desert theme, I mean, fuck me up with the same soundtrack continuously for six hours. But like, e- bum 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 bum. Yeah, it was okay.
2: endless.
3: I'm driving a cat bus.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say the only redeeming. Aspect of it was the fact that Morgana turns into a bus and is like, "Come on, jump in, everybody."
3: That is pretty it, fucking good. I mean, it <laughs>
2: just it was yes, but the, then there were moments where he was like, "I can feel Anne's warm cheeks on my." Oh, really, I didn't like. Yes, not even you read the did text text not grind enough mementos to find mm-hmm. out. It was, well, deep. you
3: didn't grind enough of Mementos to two Shadow Kamura's boys. So oh,
1: <laughs> oh, no. no. Oh, no. I'm,
3: I was already disturbed. I'm not okay. Oh, no. <laughs> no. God. Maybe if you're listening to butt dialogue less and grinding more, you wouldn't have had such a hard time. <laughs> he was just waiting
1: oh, for to show up. But he had nothing else to do, right? You have that's to wait two minutes. To yeah,
2: like I was yeah. just driving around the same level. You listen oh. to
3: bad bad jazz and butt jokes
2: uh, especially Why do you know this
3: I don't know oh, is God, that the title so of this episode bad bad jazz and butt jokes I mean it can be yeah. Yeah. We
2: don't we, we, we don't pre title right but
3: also yeah. most no, of actually the jazz cannot personas, be most of the jazz in persona is pretty good so mm-hmm
0: yeah, no, totally. Yeah, I, I, I guess I was slightly disappointed in the music compared to like Persona Four, but uh-huh. only because Persona Four is like God tier, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With music, of course. Yeah, so that's it. Yeah, I just didn't really like the kind of sort of fake sounding rock music during the like pull the pull your mask off the like scenes.
1: What What are you talking about? Like literally during the first oh the okay. of personas yeah. where they like rip a bloody mask off their face yeah Oof. yeah but yeah. they kept
0: using they kept using that yeah every time it annoyed me I don't know
2: well they paid for it so yeah, sure exactly yeah. <laughs>
0: Japanese John <laughs> I William's think it's literally not worth it
2: <laughs> all right so I feel like Persona Five is an immensely deep game and I think we all agree.
0: Mm-hmm. I yeah, we, I feel like we could keep talking forever, but I don't know. I mean, this honestly, like it might could. be like there's so much yeah. more
2: left. But yeah, you know.
0: feel like if we don't wrap it up now, we may be here in uh, like 5 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, let's not
1: do that. There is a lot. Yeah, there's a lot there. So, how do we want to wrap it up?
0: I don't know. Does anybody want to share their? Anybody want to share their information on the internet? Uh, for not for, for, not
2: like, after my ryuji argument. Mm. Yeah, all the rejuv fans are gonna back
1: flood back. your Twitter.
2: I don't want them, but you kind of want them, right? Like only if they like support my uh, catchy. I your, don't
1: know your catchy theory. I game. Am hold on now. Let me just navigate to my Twitter. Let's see if anyone has. Let's see if I owe anyone a dollar.
2: Nope. Oh. Oh. But oh. how are we ever gonna know when we need to give people dollars?
1: Well, it's just for it's for me is if anyone follows me, they probably have no. To like, I know I'm DM I'm, I'm, whoa, me where? or something to be like, no. hey, I heard on the podcast that I should DM you to get my dollar.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. hear me out. see if we can hear from Tim Apple. <gasps> Tim? Yes, Matt.
3: Hear, hear me out, Steve.
0: I'm listening. I'm listening.
3: Fuck them and fuck their dollar. No,
1: but it's not their dollar yet. That's that's the whole thing. It's not their dollar yet. It's no, Steve's Steve's trying to put a one dollar bounty on anyone who can internet detective. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's
2: it's actually actually a problem. Yeah, like like we're worried about Steve.
3: Does that scale Mm -hmm. at all? Like, do we have a pool going or something? Can we gamify this? Yeah, that's trendy.
2: If you find out where the captain served, you get two points. If you get anyway, (laughs) thank you. That was a good one. I, so
1: the, as was originally mentioned, like four episodes ago, if you find my Twitter and follow me, I will, I will Venmo you an amount of money, not below $1 us.
2: Meaning he's sort of in trouble. If everything goes to hell, if, if, yeah, if our massive fan base of,
1: you know, I don't know, 36 unique listeners, Mm -hmm finds me i'll be out 36 bucks but i'll gain 36 twitter followers you can't put a price on that, that yes you can true. ready 36 dollars <laughs> Damn. alternatively zero dollars yeah yeah good. exactly it's i'm throwing good money after none mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> i was gonna say adam adam beat me to that one <laughs> it's like I, I don't know man you literally put an amount on it i don't know what to tell you <laughs> okay so
2: any other socials right
0: Nope, nope. It's just, it's just find, his, uh, find his Twitter. Yeah, find us Twitter also,
2: if you do. We're on, we're, we're on Spotify, do. and there's a popculturecake.com. We're yeah. on
0: Spotify? Yeah, that's the only yeah. place we are. Exclusively oh. on Spotify. Wait, wait what oh. happened
2: to popculturecake.com?
0: <laughs> yeah, you can go to the website, too. And I'm oh, sure somebody's illegally you uploaded it to you, Does, YouTube. Does you know.
3: anyone go to the website? That'd be wild. No. I want to meet those yeah. people right? Mm. I want to get to know you because
0: you... Would you give them a dollar if they Stop! Time?
3: Stop I'm offering people money! This is how we lose everything we own! I'm a grad student. I don't have dollars to give people.
1: Mm. Do you mm. have? Don't find. ASOS?
3: No. Adam, I'm Bitcoin
1: It's any fiat or otherwise currency.
2: Oh, no, Matt. I'm in the same boat as you. I'm supporting oh, yes. you. I'm oh, trying okay. to Transfer your currency to pesos where it seems oh. like more.
3: Oh okay, yeah.
2: Bye yeah, God. it's a whole I thing. I was oh, it was a geez. bit and then you dropped it.
3: Oh God, now it's too real. Quick end end the episode. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay,
0: popculturecake.com Every time it
2: drops.
0: <laughs> all right, catch you all later.